Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Up Podcast, entitled Lead It or Leave It, with your host, church consultant and leadership coach, Chanel Ramsey. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys about this, you know, this rebuke. Because, you know, sometimes we do things and um, it's not done tastefully. So I just want to get some things off my chest. I want to hear from you and let me know what your experiences have been with this topic of being rebuked. Um, the Bible says we are to rebuke. He told that to the fivefold ministry gift. And, you know, so just, just different things and different perspectives I want to talk about when it comes down to this topic of rebuke. So before we jump into this topic, okay, because again, I like talking to leaders. I like talking about leadership. So for those of you who do not know me and those of you who um, may know me, I want to just touch base again and let you know this is Chanel Ramsey. I'm a leadership coach. I'm also the CEO and founder of Power Up Urban Leadership Network. I'm so happy that you guys are joining me today as we talk about this topic of rebuke. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, Melaine, thank you for joining me. Cheryl Chapman, thank you for joining me. Lily, thank you for joining me. We're going to talk about this juicy topic in the church, okay, because this is something that all leaders can relate to. We've always been in a position where we've either been rebuked or we had to give a rebuke. So we want to talk about this topic. Now, um, like I always tell people, I don't consider myself a leadership expert. I'm just a good student. I learn, I learn, I learn, but I lead from what I learn. Um, and so what that means is that I take what I experience, I take what I learn, and um, have things that I have proof of concept, and I share them with you um, to help you along the way. I am, I, I'm a firm believer that leadership is a journey, but it is a journey that we should not take alone, right? There are things that we can learn from each other. Why? Because there are, un, there are avoidable mistakes, right? There are things that if you learn from somebody else's mistake, you can avoid that altogether. And so I'm a firm believer in sharing what I know so that you can avoid the mistakes that I made and um, vice versa. So I want to hear from you because there are some things that I could avoid along the way. So this is what we do Tuesdays at two. We have this power chat. Um, and today we're talking about how to give a rebuke. Um, uh, and and I know I know the topic is really appealing to some people um i've seen i've seen it done well and i've seen it done not so well um welcome pastor bradley doctor dr bradley thank you for joining me today i'm so excited congrats 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 um so we're um, going to talk about this topic because it's really, really important. We can look at it from a biblical standpoint first. So let's look at an example, right? Our greatest example is how Christ did it. And I'm just going to pull some things from the text that I felt um, when I read it and what I gathered from it. When In Matthew, I believe it's chapter 8 or chapter 9, where Jesus rebuked Peter, right? This is a, a, um, a go-to text for rebuke, right? Jesus rebuked a lot of things, not just people. And so here it is. Peter is um, telling Jesus, OK, no, Lord, you're not going to die. All this kind of stuff. He's trying to he's trying to pull him away from it. You read the Bible. You read the scripture. Get get the, the context. But then Jesus turns around and he says to him, um, you know, Satan, the, the Lord rebuke you. Oh, get thee behind me, Satan. That's what he says. Get thee behind me, Satan. Um, and then he says, for you don't savor the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. And so I was reading this text because I really wanted to get a kind of feel for uh, Jesus being the ultimate example of how to give a rebuke. Um, 
what it was like. Now, this was an open rebuke. The Bible says in Proverbs that an open rebuke is better than secret love. Um, and so this was an open rebuke. The disciples were there. I love that moment. The Bible actually says when Peter re- tried to rebuke Jesus, Jesus turns his back to Peter, looks at the disciples, and then says, get behind me, Satan. And And what I love about that is because it's almost like you know, where it talks about the, the, where Jesus um, was in the garden and he was warring with uh, whether or not to go to the cross. He's in this great battle and he's saying, look, you know, I could avoid this whole situation. I could just be out of here like that. Um, but it says for the joy and Hebrew says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And I believe that was all, that was one of those moments where he saw the joy that was set before him. He turned his back to the one that was trying to pull him from his destiny and faced forward to the reason why he was doing this. It says he turned his back to Peter and he looked at the disciples and then he said, get thee behind me, Satan. I, I just thought that was so beautiful because it just reminds us of what we should be facing forward towards. Face forward towards your purpose, understanding why you do what you do and ministry. There are so many times in ministry you can get lost in the reason and the purpose for why you do what you do because it becomes mundane. It becomes something that you just do. It's just repetition. It's just robotic. It's what we do every week. But you sometimes you have to remember, go back to why you do what you do. And so Jesus says this to Peter. Right. I'm just going to run through this particular text. He says this to Peter. And then uh, um, what I love and what I've extracted from that is he says, get behind me, Satan. Um, and then he says, for you savor not the things that be of God, but the things that be of man. Hmm. Two things I saw here. He rebuked the spirit. He dealt with the spiritual component of what was happening that was causing the problem he was seeing. Okay. And sometimes we forget to deal with the spiritual component of what is happening and why we're seeing what we're seeing. Um, so many times the results that we're seeing are not natural results. They are not the, the, uh, the result of something that's occurring on the surface, but there are some things that are happening behind the scenes. And so he addressed what was going on behind the scenes. Get behind me, Satan. Okay, devil, I see you. You will not get the victory. And then two, now he addresses the behavior of Peter. And so again, he doesn't just leave it spiritual. He now addresses the natural part. He says, well, you don't savor the things that be of God. There's a mindset issue. There is a desire issue. There's a behavior problem. I need to address this behavior. Um, And so I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how to give a rebuke. And let me tell you something. I've been on both sides. I don't know about you, but how many of you all have been rebuked and it was just, it was horrible. Um, You felt like it was personal. Um, The person who did it was just emotional. And so I'm going to tell you my story. And this is no... um, this is not a, a sub to a, per, a particular person. I'm not throwing off at them. Again, we lead from where we are. Um, your level of maturity, that's where you lead from. Your level of experience and training, that's where you lead from. You can't give people something you don't possess. So I'm not trying to throw off at that person. That's where they were at that time. And so here it is. I had a ministry assignment. I'm supposed to be leading an intercessory group, right? So, um, you know, I, I felt that I was in charge of the group. So, you know, I could do what I believe the, the Lord was leading me to do with the group. And so that day, um, I had, um, <laughs> I had, um, 
you know, been praying or whatever. I got home from school. Now I was in high school, I believe, at the time. Got home from school and I was praying. God put a scripture on my heart to share with the group before we start intercessory prayer. You know, that's that's what I thought, you know, God wanted me to do. I didn't know that I didn't have permission to teach, that I was only to pray. So I thought, you know, when you put somebody in charge, you know, you give them that space um, to to lead and to build. I thought it was that kind of culture. But there are so many churches who have the culture of permission. Right. Everything is is by permission. I, I mean, I've been in churches where it's like they can't they can't pick up tissue off the floor unless apostle said so um, or they can't move a chair unless bishop said so it's like as soon as you do something did bishop tell you you could do that so that's the culture you build which adds more pressure to the leader um, to always be there and to always delegate and to always have to do instead of the model that Jesus left us where he empowered people to make decisions and he empowered people to lead in their grace and according to the the culture that he had established. So anyway, back to my story. So I'm there. I'm like, okay, God gave me the scripture. I'm going to share the scripture with them. I thought, I mean, I was charged. I was excited about it. And so I'm sharing it with them. And then my leader comes in and she's staring and I'm like, why do I feel like I'm doing something wrong? But she's not saying anything. As soon as she comes, she puts a hand on the hip. She's standing in the back. And I'm like, okay, I'm in trouble. I don't know why, but I am. And so here we are. Now, body language is talking to me at this point, right? She hasn't said anything. I'm reading body language from my leader and I'm like, I must be in trouble. But I'm, you know, I thought I was just following the spirit and what he, I thought he wanted me to do. So anyway, so then I'm talking. And so now I'm start talk fast because I, I think something is wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Something is wrong. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm feeling this, 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 this the, the, the lapidating feeling something that's crippling me while I'm trying to teach the scripture so I'm like okay I'm off I need to bring it in let me bring it in okay so I'm bringing it in and so she's standing there and then she says okay um you know so okay so when are y'all gonna pray and I said um so we're gonna pray now you know so I'm getting everybody in a circle I'm praying praying you know I let them pray because I can't pray at this point because I'm starting to get offended. There's like my like something's going on and I'm starting to be hurt. I feel I'm feel embarrassed. So I'm going through like, OK, I can't even pray. So I'm telling the group to pray. And so while they're praying, I say, OK, let's just walk the floors and everything and just pray. I leave the room to run into the conversation with her reporting me to to the pastor um, about my delinquency or about what I was doing wrong, which I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. And the emotion of that conversation was like on 15. So now not only have I walked in on a conversation that I probably should not have heard, I've walked in on a conversation that is emotionally intense and I am being talked about in a negative way, um, for something I felt God was leading me to do. Is there order in the body of Christ? Of course. Is there structure? Of course. Again, that's why I said I'm not throwing any any subs or any, and I'm not being salty about it. But that rebuke broke something in me, and it made me hesitate to move on what I heard God say. And so sometimes when we're rebuking people, we got to remember not to break their spirit in that process 
of correcting a behavior. And so here it is. I'm standing there and I'm like, this is, this is not good. So the spirit of offense is coming. Now here comes the offense. And I'm feeling a little shady now. So what do I do? I don't even go back to the service. I don't go back. I wait. I like to go for a walk, get some air. I cry a little bit, shed a few tears because I feel embarrassed. I feel like I did something wrong. I didn't know that I was doing something wrong. I thought I was following the voice of God. You know, I have all of these thoughts in my mind that I take. I'm taking it personal because it was so emotionally intense and so I'm, and I'm a woman, so I'm going to get emotional about this. Yeah, it's happening. And so what do I do? I'm like, yo, okay, this just happened. I wait a whole hour. I come back inside and then I get rebuked again for being late. <laughs> so now I've got two offenses because I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? So, and then they, they took me to the scripture in Ecclesiastes where it says, um, when you're rebuke, don't leave your post. Oh, y'all need to read that. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to send that, that text to all of y'all because isn't that your first response? You want to flee the scene. That's why I said catch me outside because you want to fight or flight. That, that, that's, that's the response, fight or flight, because we're not raised in a culture that honors feedback, right? We're not most churches don't have the culture of feedback. Um, so when rebuke comes, we don't know how to filter it because I can only associate it with my level of self-esteem and my past experiences. If I have low self-esteem and I'm always critical of myself and then someone comes to give me a rebuke, which is a sharp correction, then all of a sudden I now filter that through my experience and filter that through my low self-esteem and I'm attacked. And so that was my experience. And I was like, okay, so um, I don't know what to do with this. And this was when I was a teenager, again, just first hearing the voice of God, first learning how to flow, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so you have, to, you have to be, if you're a leader and you're in leadership, you got to know how to give a rebuke. Because what you do is there's so many people that leave the church because a rebuke was just done wrong. It was just done wrong. It wasn't that it wasn't necessary. It was just done wrong. You all in your feelings. You, you got to take that out of the equation. I always tell um, uh, the leaders that I train, you, you feeling all hyped about something, you emotionally charged about something, you need to wait to address it because it's not going to end well because of where you are emotionally. And so I want to just talk about that because I feel like this is a topic that we don't talk about enough in the church. And if y'all have ever been rebuked, let me see a thumbs up. If you've ever had, uh, you've ever been rebuked the wrong way. Like you felt like, okay, they could have did that better. Now that you've matured and you're able to see it, you say, I'm not going to do that to anybody else. Like that's just not, that wasn't cool, you know? And then sometimes people just do it openly and blatantly just because they can. That could have been a private conversation. You know what I mean? It's just, hmm. Or they rebuke you and don't ask clarifying questions. So they were just, they just had the wrong information. It just did not go well. So yeah, I know I'm not the only one who's gone through that. And I know I'm not the only one who has done it wrong. Because there are times when you can do it wrong yourself. And so I want to talk about this. Because the more 
the more I think about this is I, I think about the fact that it's easier to talk about what is wrong than it is to talk about what is right. It's easier to talk about um, when you're dealing with an organization, you're dealing with your church, you're in leadership, it's easier to talk about what sucks than what's great. So we don't create an environment where we don't create environments and climates and cultures where feedback is welcome and then where positive affirmations take place. It's easier to give a rebuke when the positive affirmations are taking place in that organization. If you never get a pat on the back, if no one ever claps for you, if you're never praised, um, then when rebuke comes, it's not as easy to digest it. And let me say this, because we grow up in, in, in a culture, especially in a church where you, you know, do it for the Lord. Don't expect nothing in return. Got that. Whatever you do, do it wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. Got that. However, people are people. They are human. They need the embrace. They need the affirmation. They need to know, hey, I see what you're doing and you're doing a good job. So that's all so important. And so I see a lot of people talking about being, you know, rebuke should be in a posture of love and, and it's to re restore people and all of that good stuff. And you really have to understand that if you prioritize relationships over results, then this could be something that helps you in that process because it's easier to take a rebuke when there's a relationship already in place. When you have a relationship with that person, you, you guys work together, you succeed together, you fail together. You have a working relationship. You have a relationship where they know you care about them. It's easier for them to receive the rebuke. But let me get into some more technical stuff about this because if we're going to be able to grow, we have to include rebuke. And I'm going to say this. Some of us are frustrated because we're not giving out the rebukes. Some of us are frustrated as leaders because we shy away from that, that topic. We don't like having the tough conversations. We don't like going through the, the, the emotions. We don't like um, having to hear the problem and solve it. Uh, we just want things to be done right. And so there are so many of us that are going through and being frustrated and holding on to things because we haven't had that tough conversation. So let's have those tough conversations, um, you know, because at the end of the day, it's important that correction happens. It's important that, that you take the time to address the problem and not make it personal. I just said something right there. I, I don't know if you heard me, but address the problem and don't make it personal. If we can manage that, then we can do a rebuke right. So many times we take people's behavior personal. Oh, they doing this cuz. We create these narratives in our mind to justify the, the behavior that we see instead of having clarifying conversations with them. And so if we prioritize relationships over results and we build those relationships, then we can then the rebuke can be better received because you can't energize people and beat them down at the same time. You can't do both. So if you're going to be able to build up and restore people and a rebuke is necessary, you got to learn how to do it right. So you got to learn how to affirm the good while dealing with the bad. Let's start there. Affirming the good while dealing with the bad. 
dealing with negative issues, but not being distracted by them. Because in the process of giving out a rebuke or being able to give a rebuke the way that's going to be most effective, you have to have these tough conversations with people. Many leaders uh, are frustrated because uh, they haven't had these tough conversations with people. And so what happens is they hold on to it like a grudge. There's an incident that happens. They don't address it. They hold on to it. And now it becomes personal. So by the time they go to address the problem, they don't address the problem. They address the person as if they are the problem. And what happens is now you create this environment where offense can come in. You create this scenario where the enemy can get victory when the rebuke, it was necessary, but how you did it was not necessary, (laughs) right? It's not what you do. It's how you do it. And so again, if you're going to give a rebuke, then let praise be just as, 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 as often as your rebuke. Okay. So you're going to rebuke quick, but praise frequent rebuke quick, but praise frequent. What do I mean by that? Don't take a long time to address what you saw, right? Reprimand as soon as possible after the incident. Don't save up your feelings because anytime you delay, you only make things worse. If you are a grudge holder, some of us don't like to admit it, but we like to hold on to things, especially if you're a woman. We are carriers by nature. We carry, we nurture, we feed the seeds. That's what we do. If you're a grudge holder, you you tend to store up your feelings. When you finally let them go, then they are apt to be out of proportion to the event that triggered it. In other words, you're going to overdo it. You're going to be all in your feelings by the time you address it because you waited too long. You waited too long. Has anybody ever come to you about something that happened months ago? And you're like, are you serious? This happened months ago. Why you didn't say something months ago? And that's how people receive it. Don't, don't bring up old stuff. When you're trying to reprimand somebody and you're giving that rebuke, address it when it happens or as close to the event as possible, right? Say what you see as soon as possible, even if you, you might be off, okay? Lead the conversation by saying, I might be off, but this is what I see. That's okay, all right? So say what you see as soon as possible. Why? Because when you don't say what you see as soon as possible, your stress levels go up. So many people in the body of Christ, y'all, we on so many pills, can't sleep at night, got headaches, got backaches, got tension. You know, you carry stress in your body. You carry tension in your body. If we would learn how to rebuke right and not run away from having the tough conversations with people that we lead, then we could be able to release some of that stress off of us. When you hold on to those feelings, all you're doing is building up stress in your body. Okay, delay goes under the disguise of kindness. You can't, that's not, that's not you being nice to a person when you delayed that rebuke. (laughs) That's not you being nice. When something needs to be said, something has to be said. And what happens is when we avoid these conversations, it's like sweeping things under the rug. It only makes matters worse. Okay, you can't delay it because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You just have to find the right way to say what needs to be said. Okay, so I'm talking to leaders. Next thing you want to do is be specific. 
Be specific. Stick to the issue. It is nothing like being reprimanded and you have no idea what the person is talking about because they they didn't talk to you about their high school years. They didn't told you stories about their kids. They didn't they didn't came back to the church service. You're like, okay, sweetie, what you trying to say? What what is what's going on? Right. Stick to the issue. <laughs> Be specific and stick to the issue. Because what? I'm going back to this. We need to, there, there, there are going to be moments when you're leading a group, you're leading a church, you're leading um, a, a team, you're leading an organization, you're leading a business, whatever it is. If you have people that you are leading, then at the end of the day, rebukes will have to happen. You have to reprimand. Jesus had to do it. He had to do it to Peter. And you know how valuable Peter was to the, to the start of the church. Look how valuable he was. When you see value in people, then you're willing to go and pay the cost to be the boss, which means you need to give the hard and tough conversations. And so you need to be specific, stick to the issue. Why? Because people feel picked on when you bring up past behaviors. They feel like you're picking on them. You can't be all around the town and talking about different things. No, 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 no. You have to stick to the issue. Next one, share your feelings, okay? This is big. This is big. Um, you have to say things like, I'm upset because you didn't do X, Y, and Z. And because you didn't do X, Y, and Z, it affected me this way. All right? Because you want to talk about the intent and the impact. And I'm going to talk about that next week. Intent versus impact. Okay? They may have not intended to be late with that project, but this was the impact. And so that needs to be addressed. Share your feelings. I'm upset because. Last one is affirm the person. Going back to what we said about praise. Again, I could have been able to take that rebuke if there was praise attached to it. If someone said, okay, like I say, put in a praise sandwich, you start with a praise and you end with a praise and you put that rebuke right in the middle. Okay. Start with a praise. Think of the top five things that you love that this person contributes or the top five things you feel this person um, adds value to. All right. Start with the great things that they're doing. Talk about what you see, what you sense in the middle, what needs to be changed talk about the impact and then at the end praise them for the value again affirm them as a valuable asset to your business your company your church your team all of that okay why because by affirming people after you reprimand them you focus on their behavior without attacking them personally focusing on the behavior people are going to do things wrong there are going to be instances where um, things don't go as planned where people make mistakes. It's nothing wrong with making mistakes, but it is, are you learning? The point of it is to learn from those mistakes. Okay. So we have to do that. So that's what I wanted to say, because bringing up the, the, the tough conversations, um, and those issues and working through them to useful conclusions is really what you want to get to. You're going to feel uncomfortable when you have to give a rebuke. If you don't, then you're probably a negative person. But if you are a person that loves people and you want to see the best for them, it's not always going to be easy, but it is going to be necessary. So how we do it? Because let me tell you something. Are you messy? You don't know what you're doing. Um, you're unskillful with the knife. That's really what it is. A person that does not know how to give a rebuke is unskillful with the knife. Rebuke 
correction, reprimanding a person, it cuts. It is going to be uncomfortable for you and for that other person, but it is necessary. So I want you guys to really think about some of those things because at the end, you don't want to just bring up a problem, but you want to get to a solution. So, hey, everybody. Who's on here? Hey, Jenny. Hey, John. Pastor John Brown. Thank you for joining me. Kimberly. Hey, Abraham. Thank you for joining me. Elder Sherrod. Thank you for joining me. I'm glad you guys are on. Jo- Joanna. Thank you for joining me. Um, uh, hey. Oh, all these wonderful people. Lady Gorell is on. Um, Lady Asia is on. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for joining me. So many of you guys are on here. I love your statements. This is good. This is good. This is good. Hey, Sarah, thank you for joining me. I have Asha on. Thank you for joining me today. All right. So y'all, y'all know what I mean with, when I'm talking about this rebuke, because if we're going to grow as a people and as an organization, if we're going to see our ministries move forward, then we got to learn how to give a rebuke. We have to learn how to do it right where um, it's 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 the maximum impact, but the the minimum level of confusion. OK, and that's what we want. We want maximum impact, minimum level confusion. So we got to learn how to give these reviews and and how to have the tough conversations all the way to the end. You know what it is when we have these conversations with people, it becomes uncomfortable. And so what we do when it's uncomfortable, we cut it short. So, OK, forget all right, just all right, just fix this and then we'll be okay. We got it short. And we never really get to the end of that conversation where there is a resolve um, and where there are solutions. And so I just wanted to stop by because I've had bad experiences with being rebuked. I know so many others have had bad experiences with being rebuked, but rebukes are necessary when there is a cor- cor- corrective um, change that needs to happen in someone's behavior. I mean, we just need to learn how to not turn everything into a a demonic attack (laughs) and we have to learn how to not turn everything into um, something that it more than it needs to be um, and be able to be skillful about our abuse. We need to be skillful with it because it needs to happen in order for us to grow and for the organization to come into the order that God has for it. So I just wanted to stop by and talk to you guys about that. Give me a thumbs up if you got something out of the today's talk. I see. Thank you, Shawnee, for joining me today. Thank you, Marjorie, for joining me today. Shaniqua, thank you for joining me today. I hope you guys got something out of it. Any questions? Tell me about your experience. Any questions on how how to do this right? Any questions? I know some people saw the topic and they was like, oh, she about to go off on somebody. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That rebuke almost broke me. It really, really almost broke me. And I really had to like take a step back and 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 realize that it it wasn't necessarily that I did something wrong. I just didn't have permission to do what I felt led to do. Um, and I didn't know I needed permission um, to do that. I, I I didn't understand the the parameters by which I could flow in leadership. Um, and so it it really just needed to be a conversation. I really didn't need to be rebuked for that. I just needed some redirecting. And I'm going to talk about next week, the difference between reprimanding and redirecting a person, because that's two different things. And you got to know which one is necessary and when to do it. And, and just because, and when we talk about rebuking somebody in love, let's, let's talk about that because that doesn't necessarily mean that 
it's going to always end nicely. You know, the truth of the matter is, is you never know how it's going to end. You hope the conversation ends well. <laughs> you have what you're going to say in your mind. Okay, I'm going to say start like this. I'm going to say that. But you never know what that person's response back to you is going to be. And if you are in it because you love the individual and you are in it because you want to see good for the individual and for the organization, um, then you have to fight through those uncomfortable conversations because it's going to be uncomfortable. Fight through those uncomfortable conversations until you get to a solution that um, you can live with. Sometimes you get wounded from the rebuke. That's what I was saying earlier about, you know, if you're going to be um, give rebukes and you're in leadership, you need to be skillful with the knife. Um, because look at look at this. When Jesus rebuked Peter, he had this whole situation. He rebuked Peter. Peter was still with him. Peter was still with him. And so how many people leave us after we rebuke them? Perhaps we didn't do it the best way possible. Perhaps there was no relationships before that rebuke where they knew that you loved them and they knew that you cared for them and they knew that you wanted the best for them. So perhaps we can revisit how we did it. Now, some people at the end of the day, they're going to be people and they're going to make their own decision. If they want to leave, they're going to leave. If they want to stop serving, they're going to stop serving. Um, that should not make you fearful to rebuke. It shouldn't make you fearful to correct, to reprimand. But you need to have the wisdom on how to do it in such a way that not only have you cut, but you have also provided healing. Okay, and that's the part. People, if you cut somebody and you leave them bleeding, they will bleed out. And what happens with blood? It's hard to get it out of stuff. Blood gets on everything, you bleeding out, and that's what happens. They get rebuked, they get cut, and they hit it go running, telling somebody what you did, telling somebody what happened, telling somebody. You, you really, you, you have to be able to use wisdom on how you do it. And sometimes when we're emotionally strung as leaders and we're all in this high intense moment, we start yelling out rebukes on the mic. Okay, was that necessary? Was that necessary? I remember one time um, it was at a conference. I was doing my conference and um, I had to, to, to bring a, I had to give a rebuke to someone that was on my team. And now this young lady that's on my team has been with me since the beginning. So that's 2009, 2016. She knows me. She's got me. But I did it in front of people. And the reason I did it in front of people says, see, now you got to have reason. It wasn't that I was emotionally high strung or I was stressed or it was in that moment. I did it in that moment for the viewers that they could see and learn from that moment. I needed, number one, for them to know my tone. I needed them to see me in a different perspective. Number two, I did it so that at that moment they could see her response because I, I know her. I, they can see her response, and then that's a learning, teachable moment for them. And then number three, I did it in that in that manner so that again, all of everyone could see the rebuke, and then they could see the love that followed. That there was no, there was no space, there was no distance. Um, she didn't leave. I didn't act funny. I didn't treat her differently. 
I didn't make it personal. It was a learning moment in the midst of what we were doing. And so the wisdom had to be applied. And so when I rebuked her, you know, she said, you know, she gave her reason, her explanation for what happened, blah, 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 blah. But here comes someone that's new to the team that said, well, you know, I don't really think you should have done it like that. I don't really think that, you know, da, 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 da. I said, hold on now. You're new to the team. We have a relationship. She knows me. She knows my voice. She knows my tone. She knows what I expect. Uh, she knows how to do what needs to be done. And so she, being the elder, should understand how this process works. And so I said to her, you don't, you don't worry about that. I said, how about we bring her into the room and let's have this conversation together so that she could feel and understand your perspective and then let her tell you how she feels about what just took place. Because so many times people take up grudges that's not even theirs. Not, they had nothing to do with you. You just saw something and now all of a sudden you mad on the behalf of a person that's not even mad. And so we brought her into the room and, um, you know, she explained it. And she was like, no, no, no. She was like, I didn't even know Chanel was mad. <laughs> She's like, I didn't even know. <laughs> to her, it wasn't even a rebuke because we have relationship. So she didn't see it as um, her being sharply cr um, corrected or criticized. She saw it as, okay, I did something wrong. Chanel corrected it and we moved on because there was relationship there and there's maturity there. So you got to have wisdom on how you execute it and people have to know you and know your heart, know your tone, um, know how you express yourself and then it's, it's easier to receive it. And so we talk about doing it in love. Sometimes people love, sometimes a bad rebuke is not a matter of a lack of love. Let me say that again. A person rebuking a, another individual the wrong way is not always a matter of a lack of love. That's not always true. They could love the person but not be skillful in how they need to do what they do. They, they, then they may not be skillful in how to bring about correction. Okay, you have to, again, go back to what I said in the beginning. You lead from the place where you are. You, if you haven't learned how to do that right, you're going to lead from doing it wrong. But you're going to lead from that place. And then sometimes it's a level of maturity um, they haven't come into. So you have to, again, you have to also look at it and say, okay, is it that the person didn't love them or they, they, there's some animosity? It's not always personal. It's not always personal. It just hurts. And so when something hurts, what do we do? We try to find a reason for it. <laughs> they don't like me. Mm, maybe they do like you. Perhaps the rebuke is because they like you and they want to keep you and they're trying to work with you. Perhaps that's the reason. Again, it's not always a love loss issue. It's not always a personal issue. Now, there are some people who do it and they attack people personally. That is true. I will not take that back. Okay. That is true. There are instances where that happens. But Jesus, God said it in his word, I chasten whom I love. So sometimes the rebuke is coming from a place of love. It's just not executed in love. Okay. So it's not always that they don't love you or that there's an issue with you personally. However, the way they've executed that rebuke, sometimes it's not the best way it could be. So, yeah. Oh, hey, I see some more people coming on. Hey, Shanae, Sarita, Pastor Beverly, thank you for joining me today. 
Jadita, thank you for joining me today. So yeah, I, I, I think this is one of those topics we shy away from in church because we don't know how to do it correctly and we've seen it done incorrectly. Um, like I said before, <laughs> sometimes people do it out of personal reasons, um, but you have to learn how to address the problem without attacking the person. Learn how to address the problem without attacking the person. Okay. I love you guys. There's so many great comments on here. So many great comments on here. If you missed the first part, go back, listen to it again. I tell you, I told my story about being rebuked the wrong way and, and how it almost broke me. I almost just, just left everything. I didn't want to serve no more. I was out because it was done wrong, but there is a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it, but rebukes are necessary. So we need to figure out how to do it right, how to do it right. Okay, guys. It's been real. I'm going to try to go get some lunch. Um, but I want you guys to really think about what I said about giving those rebukes, having those tough conversations. Because I just sense, oh God, I sense it so strongly that so many leaders are walking around frustrated and carrying these burdens and stress in their body, sickness in their body, because they won't have tough conversations with people who are performing poorly on their teams and their churches and leadership positions. And they're carrying this frustration because they won't have the tough conversation and give the rebuke. Got to do it. Got to do it. It's not what you do. It's how you do it. All right. If you guys have any more questions, hit me up. You know where I'm at, Chanel Ramsey. Also, don't forget, I am doing the um, Power Up is hosting their um, on-site workshops. It's mid-year. Can you guys believe it? It's June, June, June. And the rest of the year is upon us. We have six more months for 2017. But what I want you to do is I'm challenging every leader to reflect and reposition. Reflect. Reflect on the past six months and then reposition for the next six months. Okay? I want you to invite us in. Power up. We want to come to your location and host an on-site workshop um, where we can discuss rates and all that kind of stuff. We're, we're we won't even charge you a specific amount. We're looking for you to just be able to give us a donation. Bless us for coming and for pouring out. But I want to make sure that I get to your location because what? I want to help you to reflect and reposition. There's so many times you just need someone to help guide you through that conversation so that you can get to the point in your ministry where you want to be. Don't waste the next six months. Hit me up. Let me know. Hey, I want to bring the Power Up on-site workshop to my church. I want to bring it to my church, to my team, to my department, my auxiliary. I want us to meet so we can reflect and reposition for greater. Why? Because we got to go better before we go bigger. And so that's my charge to you all. I'm praying for you. Save the date. We're going to have some great things coming up in July. Game night is coming for ministry leaders. If you serve in ministry in a leadership position, I'm inviting you to come and have a game night with us. Why? Because we need balance. We got to meet other people. So we're going to meet other leaders and we're going to have some fun together that's coming up as well and then in august i'm having something called the leadership clinic i want to see you there we're having a leadership clinic and it's going to be phenomenal i'm bringing in some guests and we're going to diagnose we're going to examine and we're going to prescribe we're going to make sure you leave right um but we're going to be having a leadership clinic called the trauma unit why because people in the body of christ are experiencing trauma we need to know how to deal with the 
habits, the hangups, and the hookups. Honey, we need to deal with it all. <laughs> we need to deal with it all. Okay, I love you guys. This has been awesome. Share this video. If you got something out of it, share it with somebody. Let them know how to give a rebuke, honey, because we got to do it. We have to do it, and we want to do it right. It's not about serving, but it's about serving well. Do it and do it in excellence. Okay, you know how to reach me. I'm here if you need me. Have a great, great day. All Thank right, you bye again bye. for joining us on the Power Up Podcast, Lead It or Leave It, with your host, Chanel Ramsey, where we seek to inspire and empower today's leaders. For more information about Power Up, we invite you to visit us at powerupnetwork.org or you can reach us by email at info at powerupnetwork.org. Feel free to subscribe, go on social media, like our page, and follow us. Till next week, be inspired.